What up, what up, what up, internet? How you doing? Who you be, where you are, what you see? It's your boy, MF Jones, and as always, I'm joined by two great young men who stand out above the crowd, even if they got a shout out loud. Uh, fellas, why don't you introduce yourselves? I am Niels R.Y., a.k.a. the role manager for Powerline. Stand out. I am Shannon Smith, a.k.a. the quarantine machine. That's, that's <laughs> it. I'm, I've been stuck at home. <laughs> I want to go out. The quarantine machine. <laughs> yo, yo, Shannon, that was like, uh, I love that shit. That was like the most like, like mundane kind of like Justice League intro. I'm the quarantine machine. Oh, man. Damn. What, what do you do? I, 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 I stay at home. <laughs> I, I flatten the curve and I, I just avoid stay getting home. sick. Oh. Yeah, I do the social responsible thing. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Able, able to save girl. lives. I'm six feet away. I'm six feet away. <laughs> God bless you, quarantine. God bless you. <laughs> Just doing what's right. <laughs> Just do- <laughs> get the oh, rock clap. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he crossed to the other side of the street. <laughs> God. You know it's real oh, when you I- get the clap. Oh, man. This is Pop Cult Parent, the retrospective podcast where we look at the media we consumed as young men and and talk about it and see how it shaped us and guided us through life. And if we're going to share it with our our little ones, because we happen to all be parents and uh, we're talking about a very special movie. I think that's very near and dear to all our hearts. And if you haven't picked it up in uh, the intro we just had, it's the Goofy movie. And uh, Nels got a little history about the Goofy movie because we're going to get right into this thing. So, Nels, you want to um, school us on the history of the Goofy movie? If you are living and breathing and you have seen a television, you probably know who Goofy is. He is one of the mainstay characters in the Disney world universe. I don't even know what to call them. They're not a channel anymore. They're just like a and they're not a corporation. They're like a they're like a small country <laughs> that produces things. So Disney, Disney Universe, a Goofy movie is a 1995 Disney movie that came out that's actually a sequel to Goof Troop. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners, a lot of members of the Pop Call are familiar with Goof Troop. It was like a 1992, 1993 cartoon. It came in syndication, so you probably either saw it on ABC or UPN or somewhere, and the story was all about uh, Goofy and his son Max and their misadventures with their neighbors Pete, PJ, and Peg and Pistol. So like the whole the whole cartoon was about them. The movie was like the sequel to them. And then of course there was like a 2000 straight to video uh, sequel to a Goofy movie called an extremely Goofy movie, which was essentially like a 1985 Rodney Dangerfield movie <laughs> where. Rodney Dangerfield like goes back to school with his son. Yeah, yeah. Except um, it was goofy. So we're not going to talk about that movie. Pretty, much. but yeah, that is the history. This movie did really well commercially, commercially, and of course, this is without saying Tevin Campbell produced some of the highly regarded Disney songs of all time in this movie. This was at the close to the height of Tevin Campbell's career in music and in film, but. I'm sure we're going to get into that, so I'll leave it there. 
Yeah, yeah. Let's start it off, I guess, before we really get into it, on where we were and when we first saw a Goofy movie and what has it meant to us so far. So, Shannon, why don't, why don't you start us off with that? So, like, I have to think back because I'm like, like, I'm pretty sure I wasn't, I, I didn't see it in the movie theater. Shout out to public school. Uh, I feel like it was a day, like, like I saw it, of course, like a little later. And I definitely feel like the memory is we were we were in class and it was one of those days when it was like, yeah, so we're going to roll in a TV and we're going to, uh, you know, watch a movie. I guess I was about seven years old then. So that would have put me in like second grade, something like that. And I loved it. I was like, this movie is great. <laughs> all the, all the, like just all the things, because to me, I, I sort of have that feel of like when you think of some of the family of the things like your Bugs Bunnies, your your Mickey Mouse, like like sort of like all across that gamut, like uh, Goofy's in there. And he's definitely just I mean, he is what he is. He's goofy. Like that's that's one of my things I like like about him. I feel like he's one of those walking infomercials where it's like, you know, are you tired of your pots falling out of your, you know, yeah, you know out of yeah. your top cabinet and they just over dramatize it and everything. I feel like that's him. It's like, bro, I mean, you can just you can just stumble over a rug, but no, like you stumble over the rug and then you fall through the wall, breaking, falling down the stairs, which then causes your roof to collapse. Like like he's that type of person. And I mean, I know we're going to get into the music a little later, but uh, but I mean, that was the I think one of the biggest things uh, that held me has been like, yo, the music is bombing this and not just like, oh, it's catchy. Like this is this is great. Like. To this day, I'm still waiting on Powerline's album. Like it, it upset me a little <laughs> bit that Jay Electronica, like his, came out before Powerline's. Like because I feel like we we were waiting for both about the same amount of time. I'm waiting for a Powerline album too, Shannon. So at least so, the greatest so, hits hey, or something. Yeah. Hey Shannon, Powerline album comes out this summer. Name me a feature. Who's who's on the Powerline album? You know what? He's he's gonna take it back. He's gonna take it back. He's gonna it's gonna be a feature, and he's going to have Drew Hill as the feature. That's like mm. like he's Ooh. gonna take it back like that. He's not even gonna be like, let me get the current day, whoever. Like it's gonna be Drew Hill, and they're gonna be in their prime. I don't know how, but he's but if, <laughs> if anybody can figure it out, Powerline. He'll yeah. use the power of Powerline and go back in time to get 1997 Drew Hill yo, or, yo, or, or 2000 Drew Hill. <laughs> gonna win that song off like cisco don't cisco mm. refuses to be outsung by anyone on a track and you got power line on the track uh-huh nah man that's a problem that's gonna be a 30 minute song is exactly and that is why we need it track one 30 minutes uh and the album and the album itself is what 45 minutes 30 of those minutes are track one two people who i i guarantee or on a Powerline album is Kanye West and Lizzo, and that those songs would be fire. They would yeah. be so dope. <laughs> I would say Drake. I definitely think a, a Powerline Drake song would be dope. I can see it. I can see it. I guess I'll go next, man. Um, Shannon, I'm I'm kind of in a boat with you. So I I actually, if y'all remember from the last episode, uh, my my friend who I used to go watch uh, cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons with all the time. I went and saw this with him and his dad took us to go see, man, I, I was so happy because I remember seeing the the trailer to this and I was a big goof troop fan. So the fact that there was a goof troop movie 
I, I was just hyped for it. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to see it. I'm going to beg. I'm going to plead. I'm going to do chores. I'll, I'll, I'll take the bus, but I'm seeing this Goof Troop movie. Well, it was my friend's birthday. That's my parents. So I could come over to have pizza for my friend's birthday. So I go over there and we're having pizza, you know, just having a good time. And his dad's like, oh, yeah. And we're going to go see the Goofy movie. Bruh. Like, <laughs> I almost choked on my food. <laughs> I was cho- I like and like I was more hyped than he was, man. He was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "Look at <laughs> You tell your friend was spoiled, man. Like, why aren't you hyped for this? So we went to the movie theater to see it, and and I, you know how in every like town there's like there's a good movie theater, and then there's like the like. I don't know why we're going to this movie theater, movie theater. So we went to the, the the latter, but it was still a good time. But like when the movie started, man, I think it's because my friend, he he's Korean. His father was white. This movie hit me culturally different because when the movie started, the first thing that came to mind was like, and this is this is like eight year old Mark. I'm like, this is a really black movie. Yes. This movie is so black. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I was just like. Is this the Goofy movie? Is this <laughs> this black movie? Is this the Goofy movie? Like Max is moonwalking, dog. When Max moonwalked, I I just lost my mind. I was like, Mark, wait a minute. Not only moonwalked, the brother spin did a three sixty spin. Did he spin? Then hit Yo, it to the moonwalk. I'm like, Too this smooth. isn't a Disney Too movie smooth. with the arms doing the Running Man motion. It was a Running Man moonwalk. <laughs> but when I go back and think about it. It makes a lot of sense because we were still in a time where studios and TV stations and commercials, whatever, any it seemed like anyone who could get their hands on like an R&B theme or R&B singer to sing their theme song, they were snatching them up. You know, there's a lot of black sitcoms also when this movie came out. Well, we had like Sister Sister. I think I think the Parkers um, Living Single was was doing big. Martin. You got to think at this time when this movie came out, like shows like Martin and Living Single were like prime time top rated shows on Fresh cable Prince. networks. I think that maybe that had a lot to do do with it. But like, yeah, I think this movie just hit me on a whole nother level that it didn't hit my friend. And I'm with you, Shannon. I was like, yo, this movie is great. Like these songs are great. When when and where can I get this album? Mm-hmm. And I'll save the rest for when we go forward. But that's that's pretty much my first uh, introduction to this movie. And I love this movie so much that when it finally came out on DVD, I had it on DVD. And I used to work at a summer camp. They had like a like a parents night and they were like, what are we going to sing for our parents night? I was like, I got it. We're singing Stand Out and Eye to Eye. <laughs> And tell me why. Tell me why. They're like, okay, Mr. Mark. Oh, I guess so. But then I showed I showed them the movie and they were with it, right? They were hip to it. They were with it. Tell me why the parents, right? When we came out there and like Stand Out came out and I, I like, especially the black parents were, oh, I got them head. <laughs> they knew what time it was. They're like, who the so. counselor? <laughs> Look at you see the brother on the corner. You the counselor, Eddie. You the counselor. Okay, okay. <laughs> I believe I was eight when Goofy movie came out. I was hyped for a Goofy movie because I was a huge Goof Troop fan. So context, I did not like Goofy when I was like four or five or whatever until a Goof Troop or the Goof Troop cartoon came out. And I then watched it religiously. 
because I thought that show was dope. And so I was super hyped when a Goofy movie came out, but I did not watch it in theaters. I vividly remember that like I was trying to collect these quarters to go watch this movie in theater, and it, it did not, the stars did not align. <laughs> so the minute it got on Blockbuster, I mean, the minute it got into Blockbuster, we got that sucker, and I went over my friend's house, and we watched it, and I, I, I came into the movie wanting to see Goofy and Max and PJ and their misadventures. What I did not realize was that I was going to leave wanting more Powerline. <laughs> like, I instantly was like, this is a Powerline movie. We'll get more into it, but I clear, I loved, I still love this movie. Um, and I we watched it, no lie, we probably watched it three times that night that we had it on DVD. I know, I, I vividly remember, I fell asleep and the movie was still playing. That's how many times we played that movie, and and um, that's awesome, man. And and so Nels, you you got a couple points because it's the like there's nothing about this movie we can't say that people who are listening to this don't already know, right? So it's going to be a pretty much how it makes us feel type of thing. But um, you got a couple points laid out of what you think are pretty milestones in the movie, and we're gonna go over those moments. But I will say this movie is solely responsible, and we get in the opening scene for creating one of many people's furries and non-furries alike first cartoon crush Roxanne it was the 90s and y'all you had to be there it was the 90s. you it had was to be there but we loved it dog like i'm talking about i remember in high school and when the internet is is first getting started i remember seeing before deviant art was a thing fan art of Roxanne and and please don't if you Google Roxanne from a goofy movie, make sure your your safe search is on. Please make sure your safe search is on. Don't do this at work, y'all. Don't do this do at not. work. This is not suitable. You would think searching a cartoon character's name in work would be one of the safest things to do. Do not search Roxanne at your work laptop. No, your you ass will, will get fired. You will, <laughs> like, you will get that, that call from HR. Like, yes. What? <laughs> Man, whoever drew Roxanne, they they touched a generation, and that, that's all we got to say about that. <laughs> and we'll we'll take it from there. But um, no, no, but, no. So, I think we got to talk a little bit more about this, Mark, because <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Like, I don't know. If she created furries. I don't know if furries were a thing before Roxanne, but. Furries definitely, it became a thing after Roxanne, especially to our yeah. generation. Only non-human thing about Roxanne is her nose. She looked like a 16-year-old girl. And my nine-year-old mind was like, she is a bad girl. If you think you could potentially be a furry, go to DeviantArt and type in Roxanne. And you'll, you'll, your life journey will start from there. But like, I look, yeah, now you tell people to do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> like, avoid Nels, at all dog, costs. Dog, you're right. This Roxanne is like, she is like iconic without ever like anyone talking about her. You know, like, like, like Roxanne is like, Roxanne is like that one girl that like, Everyone thought was kind of cute in high school. And then like 
you had a party in college and he's like, yo, y'all remember Roxanne? It's like, damn, yeah, whatever happened to Roxanne? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I feel like I feel like the difference would be because you know how how like we've done that, you're like, yeah, she was bad, and then you know, like it's years later, like, oh yeah, she fell off. I feel like Roxanne would still be just a 30-some-year-old bad version of what mm-hmm. she was then just like yeah like still <laughs> and yeah and uh no yeah. when you talked about that look there's a scene in this movie where roxanne gives Bex that look and i remember when i was a kid i was like oh she want to do something I don't, I don't think i i don't know or understand what it is but she's motivated to make something happen <laughs> she literally said you want to do something tonight yes i was just about to mention that. <laughs> she literally said that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to do something tonight. Yeah. Like, I wonder if, if we started saying that because Roxanne said it. Or is that just something mm. that would culturally existed? And and just to show how popular Roxanne is, um, Nels, I'm, I'm, I think you watch, but Shannon, I don't know if you watch, but the, the new DuckTales cartoon. And so the very first episode, right, there is a newscaster that uh, they think is Roxanne. Like, it, she's drawn like her, looks like her. And so... Later on in the show, Goofy shows up, right? The Goofy has a cameo one episode and, and Goofy is talking to Donald. And it it hasn't been proven yet, but it, it seems like the Goofy movie is canon in this DuckTales cartoon because it is. Yeah. there's this there's a scene. Well, one thing, Goofy's a photographer in this movie, and then in the DuckTales cartoon, he's also a photographer. And then there's a scene where Donald and Goofy are talking, and Goofy opens his wallet. And there's two pictures that like really stand out. One is it looks like a, a scene from this movie. There's a scene where Max and Goofy are on a roller coaster and Goofy's like scared and Max is having a good time. The only thing is like Goofy's wearing a different outfit in the show than he is in this movie, but it's the same exact picture. And then there's one picture in the wallet where it looks like it looks like Max and Ro- uh, Roxanne are going to prom together. It looks like a prom photo of Max and Roxanne. So, um, who knows? Maybe the Goofy can the Goofy movies canon in the new DuckTales universe. So, but um, yeah, th- that's that's Roxanne. People, she 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 started a lot of things for everybody. <laughs> can, can we also acknowledge for a moment that so Max went through all of this like basically to impress her, but it was like he had her from the very beginning. From like the jump, all, <laughs> all of this was unnecessary. <laughs> Every like. I mean, we appreciate it because we couldn't have gotten Powerline and and the amazing songs uh, eye to eye and stand out. And so we appreciate that you did this, Max, but it was all unnecessary. Like she wanted him from the jump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think I think we've we've I know I've had that experience where I, I thought someone was out of my league or something like that. And then like we we meet down the road and she's like, yeah, I was so into you. And I'm like. You know, if I was only powered line, damn. <laughs> I, I live that experience. That is currently my wife. <laughs> I Max, I'm living the Max experience. <laughs> but yeah, I but, mean, uh, we, like we'll we'll go into it. But Shannon, you, like, yeah. Shannon, Mark, y'all both hit it in the head. I think especially for black nerds, there's like something mm. about like, oh, you ain't even know that you got it. Mark, you said it. But this is one of the blackest cartoon movies ever, if not the blackest cartoon movie ever. But Shannon, yeah, you you set us up for one of the points in the first like major like kind of 
where we get the ball rolling in this movie is the the scene like where Max wakes up and it's like after today and the standout concert. And we we both we've all said that it's that's pretty much one long song after the day is like the prelude to stand out. And I mean, I got a couple of notes about these scenes, but does anyone want to start? And like when you first heard that power line echo through, through those speakers, what, what were you feeling? So partly with me, like like it had been let me see. So what this is the 25th anniversary. So I think it had probably been 22 years since I saw the movie. And so I actually like I, I, I like watched it last night and no, I don't have Disney Plus. So shout out to them sites. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to them sites. I watched the movie like last night as I was going to bed. And yeah, as soon as what the like whole electricity thing happens and then the beat drops. I was like, it was just a feeling of, uh, and this is like saying from last night, it was a feeling of, whoa, what? Like, it was like, <laughs> because I forgot how black this movie was. And I was like, oh, shoot. what? Especially as he hits the moonwalk and everything. It was like, like, I'm already, I'm hearing the beat and I'm seeing stuff. And I'm like, okay, swag, cool. Okay, this is good. And then he hits the moonwalk, smooth as butter, all of that. And I'm like, wait, this, this is, this is like black, black. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I I remember it like it was yesterday, yo. After today when like Max was just like like I'm going to be somebody after today cuz like school isn't that great and I'm not that popular. Man, I felt that, man. That was my middle school life. I felt I felt that entire scene and him having to navigate all those like different uh groups and popular kids and football players like I felt that so much and then to turn from like that scene where I was like oh man I get it I get Max and to turn into standout where he this man went from like your average regular person and then took over the school in one shining moment I mean look y'all this is like a 16th seed beating a number one seed in NCAA like that you that there is no, that's like one of the biggest things that you could ever accomplish in your like 14 year old life yo and to top it off it was tevin campbell it was tevin campbell <laughs> like tevin campbell was big back then and tevin campbell played the biggest rock star in this goofy world I, it's funny i think i think y'all hit the nail on the head it's like stand out was like an awakening for a lot of like, like you said, now it's that young, that young black nerd crowd would never like, oh, oh, like, like, like it really hit a nerve with a lot of people when that, when that song started. But I remember when, um, before Stand Out, even after today, that was like, I was like, oh, okay, this is like a little traditional Disney. I, I was expecting this in the Disney movie. And like, and, and after today is still a good song. Like it starts with a pretty kick-ass guitar riff. In the first like ten seconds of the song, but I remember when Stand Out came on, and I was just like, "Yo, is this the? Am I in the right movie? 
is this the Goofy movie still? Like, I remember thinking, damn, Max is cool. Like, <laughs> like I was like, man, Max is so cool. He's Michael Jackson. It just took, it just like, took four minutes. Changed his life. It took, changed his life, man. Before the standout concert, there's a line that I think is probably the, like, like low key most popular line of this movie. It's when the girl Stacy Roxine's friend is giving that speech, and the the one dude in the crowd is like, "Hey, Stacy, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby." <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and, and and like what I said earlier, when I was with this movie with my friend and his dad, and it just hit me different culturally. That was one. That was one scene where I was like dying laughing, and they were just like kind of just watching a movie, and I could not stop laughing at that because I've heard people say that, you know. <laughs> and to hear that in a Especially goofy movie was just mm-hmm. oh man, it was another level. But yeah, yeah, man, stand out. I don't. I guess I'm different, y'all. So y'all knew from the jump that was Tevin Campbell. Yes, man. Yes. I I feel like I didn't find out that was Tevin Campbell until like I was in high school, and and I think it was when Wikipedia became a thing, and I was just like, oh, let me look at the Google. Hold on, hold on, hold on, it, hold on. Can I kind of picture? I'm trying to look, hold on. Can I paint what I believe happened with you, Mark? <laughs> okay. Yeah. You Wikipedia was a thing, and maybe like. A week or so on Wikipedia, I bet you were like, yo, who was Powerline? I gotta find out who was Powerline. Is that brother? And then you went and you're like, Tevin Campbell? Yep, that kind of makes sense. That kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, was that what happened? No, if, it was close. It was kind of like, it was like, like I remember talking to someone about the Goofy movie. And so then that night I went home and got on Wikipedia. And then it was like, uh, yeah, and Powerline played by 90s R&B sensation Tevin Campbell. And I was like, Tevin Campbell? <laughs> like there's more than one of them. I was like, hold up, can't we talk? Tevin Campbell was Powerline, and like it took like a second for me to like accept it. I was like, nah, wait a minute. And then like I went back and listened to like Stand Out, and I had an eye. I was like, this makes sense. This makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's the thing. I'm like, if you. Even even right now, if you say name three Tevin Campbell songs, like right now, like, you know, I know he had a good career. But, and so I know there was there's the album with the album. I'm ready. But yeah. but I'm like legit just three single songs. I'm like, can we talk? And then eye to eye and stand out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. like legit. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not oh, insulting God. his legend, but I'm just like, like if you were like, right now. And you're right, no one would even try to be insulting him. They're like, nah, those those are his best yeah. songs. Like, yeah, yeah. I bet, I bet if we it. go to like, I'm sure the person who's forcing me, they'd be like, oh, legit. All right, you, legit. May, you may pass. Would you go, you go to Spotify right now, and his top three songs. I bet it's eye to eye, stand out, and then can we talk? <laughs> Although uh, I will say, Can We Talk went hard. Oh, yeah. It did. Can We Talk went really hard. I, I don't know if y'all remember how big of a song that song was. But like, Tevin Campbell's album went like multi, it's a multi platinum album. It, but yeah, like, yeah. when you listen to like his Powerline songs, you're like, dang, brother, you should have been a bigger star. Like, what, yeah. <laughs> what but, happened? But like, and for the, the guys at Disney, be like, you know who'd be great in this? 
<laughs> and then like they were just like Tevin Campbell, like that just somebody's blows my daughter mind. Told them to pick Tevin Campbell. Exactly. Somebody's exactly. Daughter, they listened to somebody's daughter. Like no, Tevin Campbell. No, hey, 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 y'all! I got the perfect. This is exactly what happened. It's like it's like Johnson. We gotta wrap this goofy movie up. Have you found someone to voice power line? He's like, well, no, boss. I'm I'm trying. I'm looking for him. He's like, damn it, Johnson. You better get on it. <laughs> and he goes home. And he walks, he, his wife's like, are you okay, honey? He's like, I, I just got to get this power line thing figured out. And he, and he walks by his daughter's bedroom and she's got her Walkman on and, and she's listening to the, can we talk? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, say. <laughs> Light bulb goes off. Yeah, <laughs> the Grinch yeah, yeah. smear goes around his face. <laughs> Stand out to me. That whole scene is one of the most memorable ones because I feel like it was a moment that like every, especially if you're a black nerd, like everyone wanted to have that moment. So the question I have for y'all was like, what was the closest thing you ever had to that moment? So I think, I think for me, the closest thing, uh, so, so I played football all throughout high school. And I feel like the the closest thing I had to that there was um there was there was one game we were playing um I can't remember the team but it but anyway it was it was definitely one of like one of the best teams in our conference and it came down to one play like I'm on defense they had a running back that was fast as lightning they do this like sweep to the outside they also have like two or three blockers there as well. For some reason, all two or three of those blockers, they tried to, they both like went and tried to block our, like one of our cornerbacks. So I'm on the outside, I'm playing outside linebacker. I get him and I tackle him, like clean tackle, stop him from scoring. And that ends the game. And so everybody went wild. I think that was the closest I've ever come to to that to that <laughs> was was power line playing in the back of your head, <laughs> just happy as the whole crowd circles you. Yeah, I, I swear I look up in the stands, I see rock, <laughs> <laughs> giving that clap. <laughs> that a boy, but, that a boy, Shannon. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I think that that was maybe like the closest I've had to that feeling of like. Like, yes, I like I run this now. This is me. This is me. Mine was also in high school, although I will say my kindergarten talent show, I played Forrest Gump and I killed it. I killed it. It was in high school. It was, a, I think, maybe my junior year in high school. There was, it was called, it was Spirit Week. And they were doing stuff at lunch like every day. And so on Tuesday of that week, I believe, it was a dance competition. Like folks were getting on like the little mini stage in the in the cafeteria 
I was like, we were like in a line to like do a little dance or whatever. Right behind me were like, it was obviously a whole bunch of football players were like up there because we're silly like that. Right behind me were like two really good dancers that like were going to win the competition. And I was in front of them. Mark, you know, both of them, obviously, because they were black and we went, we went to a white high school. <laughs> they play football. <laughs> the dude right behind me is a very good dancer, but he only does one dance. He does a 360 spin and then he does a sea walk. That is his dance. Now, he has gotten it down to perfection because he does it all the time, but that is his dance. <laughs> and the dude behind him just does a sea walk and a little shimmy that goes into a bankhead bounce. Like, that is his go-to move. So when the song comes on, and I'm before everyone, I do a 360 spin, and I do a sea walk, and then I jump into a bankhead bounce, and then I do a little African shimmy at the end. And the crowd went bananas like i had the entire school in the palm of my hands so much so that is the only time i danced and i won best dancer in high school (laughs) i did one dance and i won and the two guys behind me to this day still feel some type of way because they knew i took their dances and they really couldn't do much (laughs) when i like left the stage so that was my that was my standout moment no, nah, you know what, Nels? You were actually you were actually there for one of my moments. I Shannon, I had a I had a short, short rap career. I uh, opened up for a, a small group at a at a at a bar, and I I pretty much killed it. And it was just because of my enthusiasm, and, and like the crowd was loving me. And and after I was on, the people who everyone was there to see, like everyone kind of left. You did kill it. Everybody thought you were the main. <laughs> you were the main show. People <laughs> legit. People were sitting at the bar drinking and ordering food when the other, like the main group, came in. They were like, "Nah, we saw the show already. We're good." <laughs> oh yeah. They, they did not <laughs> for them after that. <laughs> that really was that was probably like my yeah. That's probably my best like standout moment. To to move along, you know, after Max did stand out, you know, he's the popular he's the popular kid in school. He he's about to, you know, he like you said, Nels Roxanne was like, "Yo, what you trying to do tonight?" Max got his summer laid out. He about to go chill with his boo thing tonight, and his dad drops the bomb on him, Goofy, that they're gonna go on the camping trip. So like, Nels, was there anything in particular you wanted to bring up about the the camping trip, the road trip? I really felt Max at that moment. I was like, one of the worst things you can do to like, I think Max was 14, 15 or 16 year old. Like the one thing you can do is like try to try to hinder a motivated, horny little boy. Like it is is like, it is like one of the worst things you could do. So like the utter dismay and anger and frustration that Max had for Goofy, I felt it. I read like, Mm -hmm. I, understood why he was acting the way he did it made complete sense to me i have definitely been put in that position i have a west african mother so i am i was consistently put in that position my entire childhood but yeah man i i'm just i felt it like i know it's a cartoon but i felt i felt the body language i felt his reactions i felt all of that to be cop blocked is one thing but that like you were cop blocked by your parents that just hit different it just, <laughs> it's like ouch like it's it's frustrating dog it's it's super like i'm I'm with you 100 like 
Like, he's like, no, you don't get it. Just like, we can go on your trip. Let's just not go tonight. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, son, you're going to have fun with me, blah, blah. You know? <laughs> like, this, this should be a PSA, like, parents, listen to your kids. Like, that was, it was just disheartening. <laughs> Although I do wonder if Max, part of the reason Goofy didn't listen to Max, because I feel like in a different situation, if Max didn't shut the school down, and the principal didn't call Goofy, I feel like Max could have been able to explain to Goofy what was going on and Goofy would actually listen. But like that principal yeah. calling, this is another reason this is such a black movie. Principal calling saying that Max is a delinquent and with his baggy clothes looking like a gangbanger and he's going to end up in the electric chair. That yeah. like shook Goofy. Yeah. Goofy's like, nah, I ain't even going to listen to you. Yo, and that dog, Goofy's a black father because, like, dog yes. Nels, when he was like, before your son ends up in the electric chair, and Goofy, like, grabs his heart, he's like, the electric chair? And he, like, falls into his <laughs> Like, dog, he, like, like that, that hit him to his soul, dog. Yeah. Like that moment. He's like, not my son. Not my son. Not my son. <laughs> <laughs> he went... He went from sadness to like, oh, hell no, not my son. We going on a fishing trip. So real quick, don't, and I don't want to forget because there's a theory about this whole trip I want to throw at you guys. But I think when when Max, when Goofy takes Max on this trip, it, it, it leads to one of another low-key funny scene and another black dad in the movie when they go to Roxanne's house to say goodbye and Roxanne's dad opens the door and his draws in a beat. <laughs> And, like, and it like, says, "How hood was he?" <laughs> dog, he opened. No. He opened the door. He opened the door like homeboy in a minister society. Like, what the hell you want? <laughs> All he needed was a half gallon of milk in his hand. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a super black moment. <laughs> so, I got a question to ask you guys. All right, so theory, more like more than a question. Max is at this point. He's probably the most popular kid at that high school, right? He yeah. he's gonna own the summer, Shannon. I, I didn't I didn't meet you till after high school, but Nels, you and I went to high school together. Some we even attended some of the same parties, right? A lot of debauchery going on, right? We knew what time it was. We didn't care. It was the two thousands. You had to be there. I I think if Goofy doesn't take Max on this trip, him and Roxanne don't last three weeks into the summer. Oh wow, that's a wow. Yeah. You might be on to something there, Mark, because he had a work for Roxanne. One, he had a work for Roxanne in the beginning. Then he had like he had to work to like keep Roxanne because she was about to go with someone else to the party. Mm-hmm. And he just appreciated more. But when we was at that summer, if he if he was there the whole summer, bruh, Roxanne would have been like week one, <laughs> and then yeah. he would have had like four or five other. Young ladies trying to talk to him. Well, he didn't even make it off the school campus or whatever without a without another chick hanging on him. Like that was yes. uh yeah. I, yes. I don't even I don't even know if she if she has a name in here. Like she would have been weak too. You but, think he would have looked more like a villain over the summer? I, I mean, I say that in the sense of like uh, uh I don't know. I say it's like Icarus. He would have flew too close to the sun. He was like, "Yo, man. I'm up here. I'm doing this," and he would have like went through I don't know half the school. Ye- like, you know, whatever. You might be on to something. I don't know yeah, if y'all seen so. like the classic Can't Buy Me Love, but it kind of has the same type of storyline where the dude's working hard and then 
he just he flies too close to the sun and it gets a little too close to his head and he kind of loses it all at the end of the summer or whatever. And I could definitely see that happen with Max, um, yeah, with Roxanne. Thank um, God for but, his uh, overprotective black father. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a good girl there, Max. You should treat, <laughs> you should treat her right. <laughs> By the way, just dropping, because we've mentioned this article a few times, the article is on blacknerdproblems.com and is by Jordan Calhoun. He also has a YouTube video. But yeah, he we, we definitely are crediting him for um, also emphasizing the blackness that is a Goofy movie. And on this trip, we get another song. And uh, man, a lot of things happen in this trip. And we start to really, like you said, Nels, we see the dynamic of the this father-son relationship. Like, the Goofy wants to be a good dad, but Max is just like, dog, you are just like, you, you are, <laughs> you're just cop blocking me in life. <laughs> and you you just don't have the swag to be associated with me right now, Dad. And and Doofy just wants to love his son. You know the song on the open road. That was uh, that was a good song. Then we well, this is the one. This is the one aspect of the movie where I'm like, Goofy is not a black father because the the fact that him and Max had this argument with the radio, this back and forth. I would have never dreamed of doing nothing like that <laughs> after the second touch, because the first touch, you know family's Christian, they'll be like, okay, we're going to pray to God. He clearly lost his mind. We'll keep moving. But that second touch, the car would have stopped or the car would have kept going, but I wouldn't have been in the car. Yeah. <laughs> or Max would have been in the back seat for the rest of the trip. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And he but broke le- the... Si- well, I, I think they collectively broke it, but they broke the, uh, nah. the A-track system. Like, what? Man, no, yeah. Y'all know how it is. When you when it breaks, it's your fault. When you're yeah. a child, you broke it. Yeah. Even even if Goofy was the last one to make the last turn or whatever, it's like, look, it's broke because you ha- you made me be the one to have to turn the thing. So you, it's your fault. Is messed up. Yeah. If you wouldn't have been trying to play all this music, I wouldn't have had to turn my station, and I wouldn't, uh, and you wouldn't have broke the radio. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so uh, so real quick, I I do want to ask you guys, how did you feel? There's one scene in this movie that really, there's a couple scenes that really get to me, but the Lester's possum scene, when when Max gets really mad at at Goofy, like I I, I don't, I've never had nothing like that happen to me, but like I just man, the like the the sheer kind of like embarrassment and terror in Max's face where he's like like. I just want to go home like that. I don't know. That really gets me every time I watch it. No, I've never had that moment. Uh, <laughs> while my parents are West African, they are two of the coolest West Africans out there. So I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on that account. <laughs> I'm the one embarrassing them. We want to keep it a hundred. I don't know. Like my my parent my parents are older, but I don't know. They just and I mean obviously love them. They're amazing. But not that they were super cool or anything. But I don't know. I just feel like they they just ended up were sort of more so like quiet type people, so they wouldn't end up doing something huge to embarrass. I don't know, but but you know, uh, being a teenager, no matter what your parents do, you're like embarrassed of them. It's like, yeah. ah, my dad coughed. Ah, my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think what it was is now I'm thinking back on it. Just the idea that you could be in that that embarrassed like petrified me mm. i think as a child and i never wanted that to happen to me but uh um Nels, you did bring up the jacuzzi scene the infamous jacuzzi scene you said you want to talk about that 
Yeah, so the jacuzzi scene, if y'all remember, this is when Pete and PJ meet up with Max and Goofy. And Goofy is in the jacuzzi, is testing out the hot tub, as he calls it. And Pete comes in because he overhears Max and PJ talking about Max changing the map. And he tells Goofy. And Goofy's like, yo, like, I don't like, I don't like this energy that you're coming with, like, about my son. Like, mm-hmm. you may, he may not be a good son to you, but I, he loves me. Like, this, that, that kid loves me. And then Pete's like, whoa. My son respects me. And I was like, yeah. ooh, like ooh. as an adult, as a like a father, I'm like, oh, and that's that's not healthy. Like it it didn't register to me at all as a kid. I kind of knew what he meant by that, but like as an adult, as a parent, I'm like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. That is not a healthy relationship that you have with your son. Like you are clearly not seeing this as like a father-son. You're seeing this as like a like you do as I say, I run your world type of relationship. And I was like, man, that's really not good. The lead up to that was an intense scene where Max, and we're we're talking about the map that Max changes to go to LA because he told Roxanne he's going to be in the Powerline concert. And the lead up to that scene when him and Goofy are in the car and Goofy's asleep and the map comes out and he's changing it, like that was intense right there. But now you hit the nail on the head, like like the dynamic. First of all, that's, that's a situation where you could lose a friend or y'all could start fighting. When you start talking about someone's kid, all right, tread lightly. Because even if you might be right, you don't, you don't, you don't just talk about people's kids like that. And but but I give it to Goofy, man. Goofy was yep. was was down for his son. He's like, nah, he's like, he's like, my son loves me, and like that's all I need. And and with Pete's delivery, he's like, hey, my son respects me, and like that's that's all that he needs out of him. Going back as a parent, it's like oof, like like mm. that poor PJ dog, like that that PJ movie is a dark one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what what hits too is like, I mean, it's like a reminder that uh, you know, as we think of you know whether like toxic masculinity, anything like that. But like even as you go into that, like as we get older, it's like peer pressure still exists. Like uh, because because mm. I look at it as. Like Goofy was like, yo, whatever you've been doing with your son, it's pretty much it's been working. Y'all love each other, you know, this and that. But then he still let Pete like influence him. Uh, cause I'm I'm thinking of the scene, it might be out of order now, but thinking of the scene like when they were on top of the RV and they were, you know, and they were talking and they were like, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. And Goofy was like, No, like you're gonna do what I say. Go do the thing that I told you to do right now. Like I said, I can't remember what it was he told him to do, but y'all remember that scene? It was like right after yeah. bowling or whatever. But even yeah, then, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like goofy. That's not your style, but you let Pete or whatever influence you being peer pressured. And it's like whether you're a grown man with a son or a or like a you know a naive teenager, it's still like peer pressure can still affect you. It's like when is it over? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and since and since Shannon. <laughs> Since you you started to peel the psychology of this movie, I want to go deeper too. I think it, it this movie is hitting at an interesting point because there. I remember I had a teacher, I think in elementary school, and one time he said he's like, "You're there's going to be a point in your life where your friends are more important to you than your own family, mm-hmm. and then you'll get older and you'll realize that your family is more important." 
And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, what that doesn't make any sense to me. And this movie's kind of touching on that time. It's like where you're becoming your own person. You're you're you you have your own values. Your parents aren't really your heroes anymore. Goofy is is on one hand scared to lose his son, like I think emotionally, but he's also scared to lose him to you know the 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 world the threats because he he doesn't want his son to turn into a bad person so now he's kind of like he's like what i've been doing has been working but like my son's acting out in school i'm losing him i gotta change the game game up for his own good and i think you know we we might go through that in in Mm -hmm. down the road as parents but yeah you like you said it's like the the pressure from other parents to 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 do what they think is right is is a big deal. We sort of joke about it, like say you know with our son, uh, because he's like a year and a half now, and you know yeah you know you got your when your kid is little, I mean they're like you are their hero, they love you, they run up to you, happy this and that. Joke about like the teenage years, because so like even now if he hugs us and is like love you, thank you, we're like remember this when you're a teenager, remember this, and we sort of laugh about it. But but on some real, I feel like that stuff is going to hit because, you know, as a teenager, you start having those things of, yeah, my friends are more important. Like, you know, I got the choice of either hanging out with family. Psh, man, that's boring. I'm trying to go hit the party with my friends or whatever. Uh, like I said, that's like. Let, my- let's keep it a buck. Shannon, let's keep it a buck. There's going to be a Roxanne. Oh, and yeah. It's like, yeah, I'd rather <laughs> hang out with Roxanne than y'all. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Ro- Roxanne wants me to go to the Powerline concert, and uh, I have to sp- skip Thanksgiving. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and and this Sorry, this bye. is <laughs> and and a big a big moment in this movie that that's going to lead us into another point that you wanted to touch on, Nels. There's there's a scene in the movie where Max and Goofy are on the on the riverbed, and they're arguing with each other. And Max says, "I think it goes like he's like I got my own life now." And then Goofy's like, he's like, I know that. I just want to be a part of it. And like, man, as a parent now, I'm like, damn, dude. It's like, uh-huh. it's like that hits, it, that hits on so many levels. It's like, dude, I know you got your own thing. I just don't want you to forget me. I just, I just want to be a part of your life. Like, I don't need all of it. I just want some of it. And when we were young like that, you you don't even associate that. You're like, my parents are trying to take all my time. They're trying to take all my resources. You know, it's like, no, nah, they just want to be with you a little bit and then go do your thing. You know, <laughs> Mark, I felt the exact same way. I was like, it. it's a crazy dynamic watching this movie as a child and now watching it as a parent. Because when I was watching it as a child, I was Max. But now mm-hmm. as an adult, as a parent, I'm watching it as goofy. <laughs> and it's a very different experience. Like it's it's still very entertaining, but it's a very different experience. Cause now like Max is in. And I'm like, yo, when he said that, it just hit me completely differently. I was just like, yeah, like I feel you, Goofy. And I did not feel that way in 95. Like I wasn't even thinking about that in 95. But like now I was like, yeah, that definitely 25 years later, by the way, it's the 25th anniversary. Yeah. It definitely yeah. hit me a different way. Yeah, and and before we move on to the the special cast, like I had a moment, you know, in this quarantine, we're spending a lot of time with our families, and I had a moment. My daughter and my wife and I were walking, and my daughter was like, she would not let go of my hand, and I was trying to get her to let go, you know, and and walk on her own, be a little independent. 
and my wife was behind us and and it kind of it kind of shook me to my core and even shamed me. My wife goes, there's going to be a day when she doesn't want to do that anymore. Mm. And I was like, damn. And so I, I grabbed my daughter's hand. And I was like, nah, nah, you walking with daddy. Because there is going to be a day where she's not going to want to hold my hand. <laughs> but that whole conversation Goofy Max had led to another big moment you wanted to touch on nails, which was the special cast. Yeah, the perfect cast. So if you've seen the, oh, the movie, perfect you cast, know yeah. that Goofy... Goofy, one of one of the few things that Goofy does, right? Even though when he did it, uh, he led Bigfoot into destroying their campsite, um, was like a perfect cast <laughs> that his father showed him. Why this was so dope is like they're in the riverbed, the car is about to fall into the into the waterfall, and Max, in order to save his dad's life, needs to cast the perfect cast, and like it hit different. Cause like as a kid, I'm like, yeah, cool, like Max figured it out but like now i'm like yo he actually lists like he's like like if i was goofy i got the look that goofy was giving him because he's like you were listening to me like you were actually paying attention to what i was trying to teach you like you just did like what i was trying to teach you earlier um in the movie and it just reminded me like your kids are paying attention to you even when you don't realize that they are like they're listening to you even when you don't think they're listening to you. They're like following your direction even when you don't think they are. And that just hit me. I was like, ooh. Because Goofy, when Goofy's like getting reeled up, you can see the look. He's like, he's not like, oh, thank God you saved my life. He was like, oh my goodness. Like you listen to me. Like you still listen to what I'm saying. He was proud. Like, and I was like, oh, I got it. Like I, I definitely felt that moment. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if you guys ever watched the show Louie, but there was an episode where he takes his daughter to like a Broadway show and she she was on her phone and he was kind of getting upset, you know, and he's like, he's like, you didn't even like the show. I spent a lot of money on this. And she was like, no, I love the show. I was on my phone because I wanted to learn more about the story. And she looked up the director and like what the story was about. And it, and like, you know, you said, Nels, it's that moment where you realize your kids are listening. It's just they might be different than how you used to do things or how you used to listen. But but when that that moment hits that man, what I was saying wasn't going in one year out the other. It's 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 a big it's a big thing. Yeah, it hit because I was I was sitting here this whole time as we we're talking. I, I'm like I can't even remember what it was that Luke did now, but I had I had that like same like experience. It was I don't know. I think it it might have been something simple like color shapes or something. But uh, I just remember I was like this mother. He ain't even listening to me. He running around. He trying to mess with other stuff. And then it was like I sat with him like the next day and I think like opened the book that I was trying to get him to look at. And he and whatever it was, he did the thing like he said the the color or, or you know, did whatever it is I was trying to do with him. And I was like, yo, you listen, you were listening. But uh, <laughs> obviously it wasn't a life saving thing like the perfect cast. But uh, <laughs> but still, it hit. It hit. <laughs> Fellas, we're getting to the end. But after after Max performed the perfect cast. We get to one of the greatest animation scenes in history, the Powerline last show in L.A., Powerline tour in 1994. Probably one of the great, the best scene in the movie. Like, like let's be real. Let's keep it a buck. One of the greatest concerts I've ever seen. You yeah. dog, I've, when, I've listened when, to that song like 15 times today. <laughs> bro, <laughs> I, 
I remember watching this and then when Max or when Goofy's like, you did the perfect cast or whatever, and he throws the map and you see it says like LA and then the next scene they're at the, I guess it's the Staples Center. You hear those eye to eye organs. I remember being in the movie theater and like, you know, you know, when you're watching a movie as a kid, it's something you're like, hey, this is about to be lit. It's about to be on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was something about those horns. The first time you're like, dun, 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 dun. I was like, oh, this is about to be fire. song i i mean you know, like i don't know Dale shannon like what it, it's it's the best song in the movie i think it's tevin campbell's best song but just what what did you feel when you first heard eye to eye no agreed best song ever because so so it's like i didn't want to say anything but like earlier i know like we were talking about stand out a lot and i was like that had this thing but i was like to me eye to eye blows it out the water that is the best song best song in this movie I'm going to say this. So, say say <laughs> some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, say without, some bullshit. It might, be, it might be the best song in an animated movie I have ever heard. And I'm saying Ooh. that uh, now, yeah. Like Ooh. I said, I, there might be some movie I'm forgetting. But, like, obviously, I mean, I love what I love. Be a man, like Mulan, this and that. Like, that's like that goes hard. But I think I Too I might be yeah. the best song. And I'm thinking just cartoons, so not even just like, you know, how. Man, how he ain't even limited to Disney. He said all animated movies. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, like, like, hey, it might be on that high, what, the recency effect, because I heard, <laughs> I heard it again for the first time in like 20 years last night, and I've been listening to it all day today. So maybe I'm just still riding that high. But you know, if I'm wrong, let me be wrong. <laughs> Shannon, you, you, I just want to paint a picture for you. You, you just took a category that has songs like Akuta Matata, Be Our Guest, Can You Feel the Love Tonight, A Whole New World. <laughs> you took some heavy hitters and was like, this, this song by Tevin Campbell in a goofy movie is better than all of them. Some of these songs have won Oscars, Shannon. <laughs> so Tevin, you, Tevin Campbell slash you know Powerline was cheated. He should have won one that year. He was cheated. And you know what, <laughs> Shannon? Shannon's argument is still a sound argument. <laughs> it's still a sound argument. I don't it's know if I agree with you. Still a sound argument. But I'm willing to listen. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, yep. Keep going. I want to hear. I want to hear this out. That's when you. That's when you're like drinking. You're drinking your coffee, and Shannon's like, 
I thought oh, it was the best song in an animated movie. And you put your coffee down, you're like, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me, best movie, I mean, oh, best God. song in an animated movie. I also want to acknowledge, like, some of the thoughts going through my head, like, like when it hit, amazing song. But I was thinking about, like, how the concert was going as well. So let's talk about security for one second. Uh, so, <laughs> so of course, you know they had they had you know dude or whatever trying to chase them down. The uh, I could only think of two things like when they jumped on that stage with Powerline, and so Powerline's cool with it. And he was like, all right, I'm gonna do the perfect cast with y'all. They doing it. I thought of two things. I thought first of Jay Z and Alicia Keys, uh, their performance <laughs> <laughs> when Lil Mama yes. got on stage. <laughs> And how, and how Jay-Z and it was like, what? Like, what? Like, like, so I was like, so Powerline apparently is a better person than them. And then I thought about yes. one of my favorite rappers at the moment, Charlotte's own, The Baby. I was like, The Baby would have knocked both of them unconscious because he has done it on oh numerous occasions. The Baby has no problem with punching a fan. So I was like, I was like, Good thing this is we've seen in real life what happens when you jump on stage at a concert. <laughs> you have you have either a Jay-Z type deal or or even worse, the baby who's gonna knock you unconscious. <laughs> Powerline is clearly way too cool with them being on stage. Like yeah. either he was under the influence or he is like a, such a professional that he's like, nah, nah, nah. I know exactly how this is gonna play out. I just need to do whatever they're doing. Let them feel like they in the show, and I need to get the hell off the stage <laughs> so they don't try to kill me. Well, hey, so a couple things, a couple things. I'm going to paint the picture. One, Stacey said at the beginning that this concert was pay-per-view, right? So if Powerline can save the show, he's going to save the show before he ruined that money, right? He's going to save the show. got to make sure he protects right. that cheddar. Yep. Man, pay-per-view money in the 90s? Nah, it, it, like, that that concert wouldn't stop for a fire. <laughs> like, 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 dudes would come on the stage and put the fire out, power on, and still be like, ah, too high! <laughs> Get that one right there. Ah, too high! No, no lie. You ain't and another, th- another thing, this is a pre-9-11 world, y'all. We weren't we weren't in the same headspace. <laughs> like maybe maybe you could jump on the stage with with Jay Z back in nineteen ninety four. Maybe maybe you could have jumped on the stage with Drew Hill and nothing would have happened back in the nineties. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? This is what I'm going to say. Eye to Eye is arguably one of the greatest Disney movie songs of all time. It is not my favorite. My number one favorite is Make a Man Out of You, Mulan. That does but hard. It is, it is, it is number two. And it is like 1A. It is like right under there. And yes, I know Disney has some of the bangerous bangers of songs ever. Mark just named a whole bunch of them. But y'all need to put respect on Eye to Eye's name. Like Eye to Eye goes so hard. To this day, this song has aged so dang well. Like this song is so good. It's it it can be it can be played at any time, for any mood and for any reason, and it still sounds good. So yeah, I yeah I feel you, Shannon. This song and the concert looked dope. Yeah. And the sister who came out of the I do a high. 
Yeah, that song it, it is easily top two and it ain't number two. You feel me? Like that's what it is for me. No, yeah. Um so so yeah, man, when when I was when I saw this movie in the movie theater and I to I started, I was like, <laughs> this is exactly what went in my head. I was like, oh, this movie's gonna be big. <laughs> that was the first thought that went in my head. I was like, this song's gonna be big, this movie's gonna be big. I'm with I'm witnessing magic. I'm witnessing movie magic. I was like, what how did they get this Michael Jackson type song to be in a goofy movie? And I'm digging the hell out of it. Dog, I was like, when it was over, if I had a lighter, I would have put that thing up in the air, little Kim style, <laughs> and been like, more power line, dog, like again, encore. <laughs> <laughs> and, and cause like dog, the movie like dog that is the peak of the movie and it it, it, it I'm not saying the movie crashes but it, it it's like man you should have ended the movie at the, the like re-edit the movie should have ended at the at the Powerline concert and Roxanne should have just been like smiling at Max at the party and you just kind of assumed everything was going to work out because man it, like to leave on a high note where do you I go die, after that right <laughs> Mm-hmm. Where do you go after eye yeah. to eye? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I remember, I remember uh, leaving the movie theater after this, and eight year old Mark was trying to do the perfect cast and sing eye to eye in the parking lot. <laughs> if we oh, <laughs> Little secret: uh, 30, 33 year old Shannon tried that today. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> How'd it go, Shannon? Did you get it? So I, you so did the arm so twist. <laughs> yeah. Try to try to do it all, and then and then I was like, let me stop before I pull something. <laughs> and dog, Goofy, Goofy is getting it, man. And, and it's so funny because even Powerline has the same reaction when when Goofy because even as when I was a kid, when Goofy comes out on stage, he's like Max, and he he falls down, his hair's on fire like Michael Jackson, and, and it's funny because. Yo, y'all, y'all got it. Yo, miss it if you catch it. When Goofy falls on the stage, Powerline stops singing. He, like for a second, he stops and he just looks at Goofy. He's like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And <laughs> but then when Max tells him yep. to do the perfect cast, dog, Powerline looks at Goofy. He's like, "Okay, old blood, what you got here?" Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh man, brother can move." He's like, okay, let me see this. And um, but yeah, the perfect cast and dog, the, the that whole scene when Max hits the stage, it like it like the lighting turns to like that red lighting, and they got like the dancers are like shadowed and silhouette, like dog, it is a straight up concert. That joint is a straight up concert. And my last thing I'll say is that dude who was chasing Max is dead. Cause that homeboy. Ran into the jumbotron and it blew up, <laughs> and then all the all the like the stardust scattered. <laughs> yeah, he's probably not alive. <laughs> that dude is dead, dog. He ain't coming back. Like the, that was the one person who didn't make it out of the Powerline '94 tour. How big of a star do y'all think Powerline would have been if he was like a real, like a real life singer? Like, if he was, like, really out here in this real world. What can you compare? Who can you compare Powerline to? Like, he could dance. He could sing. He had, like, futuristic outfits on, funky hair. But, like, he had an R&B singer's voice. 
Let's be real. Powerline is basically Michael Jackson. That's who he's supposed to be. He's supposed yeah. to be a, a Michael yeah. Jackson stand-in. Um, he is no Michael Jackson. He's bad, but he's no Michael Jackson. Honestly, Doug, I think, let's say he's at his peak in 94. I would say, with, and if this is our world, I say Powerline starts to fizzle in in the late 90s, early 2000s, but he's on some type of soundtrack P. Diddy song in the early 2000s, and, and he kind of has a little comeback. Yeah, because, you know, P. Diddy has that magic. He'll he'll revamp you for the next generation. I see what you're doing there. All right. So I, so I was thinking, like, Joe to see a new edition big, like that, like that big. And then, yeah, I like, like, I mean, I agree with you, Mark, like, would have fizzled then. Because, I mean, I feel like R&B hit a change, like, the whole change, like, R&B, hip hop was pop and stuff, like, started changing around what about about early 2000s so i mean he would have fell victim to that like everybody did i feel like i mean the brother could dance though so i feel like he would have <laughs> it was like he had mc hammer dance but like an actual great singing voice i feel like he would have made it to the 2000s but he would have had to switch it up then i think his career would have looked a lot like ushers in my opinion like i think it would have been like how we saw Usher play out is probably how Powerline would have played out. Can you imagine that true Hollywood story? Powerline's like, yeah, y'all know that pay-per-view? I didn't know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that guy or his son. I didn't know them. Like, I was like, cool, even... they just on stage. I was just trying to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, you know, in today's social media world, like Someone would find out on Twitter and and somehow Powerline would have showed up at like Max and Roxine's wedding and performed eye to eye for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. The entire movie, I believe, was an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, it's like, a breeze. It's yeah. a breeze of a movie, man. <laughs> it, just, it just made me like slightly nostalgic for those times because I'm like, it's hard for me to watch a movie. Well, I think for all of us, it's like hard for us to watch a movie now with kids and things. And so, like, normally I might watch a little something as I'm going to sleep, and it's usually a show. But I'm like, I watched this entire movie, and it wasn't like I was up till 1 or 2 in the morning. I was like, this was doable. Why aren't all movies like this? (laughs) (laughs) What is our thought? What would you do? How would you feel if there's, because we talk a lot about, like, you know, things that we love and when we want to sort of introduce our kids to them. Uh, And our usually thought is that they're going to like it or something. So, like, what if we do that and our kid doesn't like what we like? Just a brief, you know, a brief thing. I think about that because it happened to me earlier today. Uh, I was playing this song. I'm loving it. You know how I feel about it. Y'all know. I'm playing this song. <laughs> I'm walking with Luke. And Luke was like, bye-bye, bye-bye. <laughs> like, he kept saying bye-bye. And, <laughs> and so usually when, when he doesn't like something, he's, he's either saying bye-bye or, like, uh, or all done. So he said bye bye <laughs> bye bye, and I was like, "Nah, he can't be talking about the song." So like, I stopped the song, waiting for him to still say bye bye because of something else. And he was like, "Okay." Then he was cool because I stopped the song. <laughs> so he does not like eye to eye. Dang, Shannon! I just gotta say this: one, he's only one. Give him some time, yes. brother. <laughs> yeah, don't give no. up hope now. He, he don't, got one more. He don't know. He got one more. He don't know no better. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> He got one more year. 
Give him some time, brother. He might make it. He might be all right. Shannon, I think part that's part of like the premise of our show because it's not just that we introduce it to them. It's like how we introduce to them and when we introduce to them because mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I played Ida Ida Ian. He loves it. Dance, like instantly dance. He had a straight... The song started playing. He kept a straight face, but he just started bopping up and down, up and down. <laughs> it didn't stop until the song was over. And as soon as it was over, he was like, again. So I was like, okay, this brother, he's ready to hear some some uh, power line. Uh, um, but like, if I did this even a month ago, he probably wouldn't have liked it. So it's mm-hmm. all about like when you introduce to him and how you do it. One, I, I'll, I'll just say I've yet to meet a human being on this earth who doesn't like this movie or that song. So like, that's just shocking to me. That's yeah. like, <laughs> that's like, <laughs> do you like air? Like, no, I hate it. I can't I stand air. <laughs> but, um, but like Nell said, give them time, man. Give them time. I think this is just going to be one of those things where I probably will forget about it. And I'll see my daughter talking about Goofy or watching something with Goofy in it. I'm like, hey, have you ever seen the Goofy movie? And, you know, maybe go back and, and and you know, try to watch it with her. So we'll, we'll see. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident she'll, she'll like it. All right. Thank you all for listening to Pop Cult Parent and our Goofy movie review. We have new episodes every month or like one or two new episodes every month. Um, you can find us on all social media at, at Pop Cult Parent. You can email us at popcultparent at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate us, review, and subscribe. And join the cult, y'all. Peace. Peace.